0: Welcome to the Fail4 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is change the negative stigma around failure into a positive. Failure is only a negative if we do not learn from it and we give up. Welcome back to the Fail4 podcast. Today, I've got Jamie Stewart. Jamie is the owner of uh, Circle Networks or networking and he's also a business coach. This is the second time we've actually uh, attempted to do this because the first one we had some internet issues. So this is take two. The reason why this interview is particularly important to me is because, as you guys know, after I lost it all, when I came out of that, um, out of that, that sort of fuzziness of, of, of of being a wounded bear, I then um, found networking and networking was part, a massive part of my recovery. And when I met Jamie at Expert Empires, um, we started talking, we instantly got on, we were talking about networking and I was like, great, I've got to get Jamie on the podcast. So welcome, Jamie. Thank you very much. Yeah, so last time we were on, I think we had seven or eight internet drops
1: during that, and it was only afterwards I found out BT, were doing some work in the area.
0: Yeah, uh, they're a nightmare. Don't get me ranting about our internet in this country. I could We could do a whole episode of me just ranting about the fact that we live in the, the UK and we don't get, a, get very good reception. But we're here now, and uh, I'm sure we're going to get through it today. So tell me, Jamie, go as far back as you need to, um, because... I don't believe that you've always done, um, been, you know, run uh, business networking. Um, So please tell me where it all started for you in business and and how you came about um, running a networking business.
1: I think it goes right back to growing up as a kid. My dad was. I grew up in a small market town in the Lake District, a place called Cockermouth, and. Growing up, my dad was a teacher in a primary school and used to run Saturday morning football clubs and school trips, and I always felt like my dad knew everybody, he'd walk down the street, people were always saying hello to him because it was a small town, small community. And I loved the fact that he knew all the right kind of people. So I think it that's been in me from a young age, just to get to know people, and then you've got, not necessarily a black book, but the virtual equivalent of it nowadays, that when you need someone to help you, you know all the right people to call. So I've always done that in all my jobs throughout my career and been the one that's chatted with people in, I don't know, in in corporate world. Most people speak to the people that they sit next to back in the days when we used to be in the office, I guess, and wouldn't speak to other departments. And I've always got to know people and found out what's going on. And I think that's stuck with me for a long time. Um, Fast forward through my career, I've worked in a variety of different things engineering, manufacturing, telecoms, call centers. And then my last job before I started my own business, I worked for a, a FTSE 250 company, PLC, that ended up buying a network marketing business. And that was really a baptism of fire for me to get to know people and learn about word of mouth marketing. So that led me on to then start a social media business and I resisted networking, business networking, breakfast networking in particular. I resisted it for four years before I eventually went. Loads of people invited me to breakfast networking events. But for me, after all that time in corporate, the thing that I wanted to do was to take my kids to school. And that was a big clash for me. So I started my business to be able to reconnect with my family and take the kids to school. And then eventually one of my clients, a guy called Mike Gilson, and it's funny, I remember him all. After all these years, I still remember who he was. He he pestered me for four weeks to come along to a breakfast network event, and I went and I joined, and and the rest is history, as they say.
0: Love it, and you're so right in in like what you're going back to saying with you, you know, your dad walking down the street and knowing everyone. I remember people always saying to me, oh um, oh that guy's really connected, you know, that guy's really connected, and I used to think, well, how do people get connected? And it's, it's it's actually, when you look at it, it's quite obvious, isn't it? You go and you meet people, you talk to people, and you go and network with people, and that's how you get connected with lots of people. And, you know, it's you're very right in what you're saying. And I, I love asking questions of people. Um, what is it? I think there's a lot of people have got
1: this... And, and this was me when I first went. I went to a breakfast networking event, and it was a structured morning event, and it went round the room. Everybody got 62nd, and then people got... Oh yeah, I'm interested in that. And I came away with it with two orders. And I was like, this is great. I'm going to join it. And I just thought all you had to do was go networking and get business. And it took me a while to realize that you have to go networking. And that's the start of the process. You go networking, you get to meet people. And then it's what you do afterwards to help others. And the more I helped other people, the more I got back in return. And I saw other people that would go and their attitude towards it was, well, when somebody helps me, then I'll help them back. And they didn't get a lot much. Whereas for me, it became my main source of business. And, and after my first year, I think my first year in in, in this membership group, I picked up £18,000 worth of business from that networking group. Then I sat a training course that taught me how to network and how to build relationships. I did 88000 in the same group the following year. And then I liked it that much. I got involved and learned the skill and started my own coaching career. And, and that's taken me on a massive journey. Now fast forward to then 2020, when in-person networking stopped because of lockdown, I didn't like online online networking. I didn't like, I did four months of it and I didn't like being put on mute, only getting 60 seconds to be unmuted to, to do my pitch. and I, And it just felt like everyone was just sat there waiting for their turn to speak and and there was no relationship building. The bit when I and when I looked back on it, the bit that I really enjoyed from networking, a bit like when we first met, it was the the coffee break chat before the event actually started, when you and I sat down next to each other before it all started, that we got to have a chat and find out a bit about each other. And that's the bit that I really like from networking. I think there's a lot of people who are just waiting for their turn to speak at a lot of structured networking events and they don't really listen. So We, I had this idea for for a networking event online that uses small breakout rooms on Zoom that puts people into conversations. So everybody gets the chance to, yeah, you've got to explain what you do, but we encourage people to start with, what do you do when you're not working? So it doesn't say, Henry, tell me what your job title is and what you do. It's Henry, tell me what you do when you're not working first so that we can get to know you first. And I don't know what your experience of networking has been, but I think a lot of people, do we care what someone's job title is? No, no. We don't, do we? Um no, you know, definitely not. You run a tree no, surgeon mastermind. So what? I want to get to know you first, that you're a dad, what you like to do when you're, you're outside of work. And when when I find out more about you and if you're my kind of person, then I'm more inclined to want to get to know you and go away and help you. And I think that's, that's, that's what real networking is, getting to know the person first.
0: Yeah, 100 percent. And, you know, you're right in in, you know, whether it's on in person or online, getting to know people is, is building the relationships and relationships is what, you know, businesses are built on. Um, it's why, where people buy from each other. And I remember my experience before I started networking was is that I had a guy that worked for me and was my business development manager before the business went under. And he went off to morning networking and he'd come back a few times, you know, do you want to join? Do you not want to join? No, 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 there's no one in that room that's going to buy our services. No one in that room could buy our services. So we just went, Ah, you know, he was like, oh, it's all, you know, you know, there's all just, just, you know, your usual sorts of people, accountants and, you know, you know, you know, phone sales guys and stuff. No, 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 we're not. No, There's no one in there that buy our services. And then my experience after that of going to networking was, um, a few things is I was a wounded bear. My confidence was at an all time low. I, you know, I I, I actually, my first experience um, of networking was at the Aegeus Bowl and it was a big hundred plus people networking group. And I sat in my car. I had anxiety going through the roof um, and I walked into the room and walked straight back out again. Got in my car and drove home. I literally couldn't do it. I felt so um just low i think at that time because i'd lost everything and um i then started off uh, that was a big big networking group i then went to a morning networking group where there was 15 people in the room and instantly felt a bit anxious going in instantly felt calm as soon as i went in because there were some great people there And that was the first thing that did for me. It helped me rebuild my confidence as a person, you know, being able to stand up in front of people and talking to people. But then I realised with networking, it's not about who you're selling to in the room. You're helping, like you say, you're building relationships and you're helping people. But also there's this spider web of what other people, that people know. Um, And that's where the magic happens. You build the relationship and then... You, you know, people say, "Oh yeah, no, my cousin works for so and so, and my mate works for so and so." And this, so and so, and then you just start getting introductions for people. So I think it can be quite, like you say, you hit it now on the head. You go in first of all, and you're like, "Right, who's gonna, who's gonna buy my, who's gonna buy my shit?" Basically, okay, cool. I'm gonna get a couple of orders. Brilliant. Okay, um, you know, move on to the next meeting. Who's gonna buy my shit? And you miss that big important part of the value building and the relationship building, and then that's where the magic happens, right? Oh, without a doubt. Uh,
1: you know, there's. I think a lot of people say this. Most people go networking to sell, but nobody goes networking to buy. And that's the disconnect. So everybody goes to do their pitch, hoping that someone's going to buy their stuff, but everyone else is there to do their pitch too. So if you just go along and listen and ask good questions, and I think that's one of the one of the things that I think a lot of people struggle with because they're busy thinking about what they're going to say. They're not listening properly. If they were just relax and enjoy it and not worry about doing their pitch so much but just ask some great questions of the people that they meet that's going to get them far more than doing a great presentation don't get me wrong there's times where you can do a presentation and someone will go wow henry that's amazing that's just what i'm looking for sign me up but it's not every every time i don't know if you have you read the ultimate sales machine by chet holmes no no but i'll put it on my list so it's a really good book. I read it 15 years ago. Unfortunately, he's passed away now. One of the things that he talks about in there is, at any moment in time, only 3% of the population are in buying mode. So he was um, a big advocate of ed- educational-based selling. So if you just go around educating people about what you do, then you'll be the top-of-mind person for when they're ready to buy in any particular group. So so if you, if you have that approach that who do these people know? So that if I can teach them about what I do, they might introduce me to the people that they know. If I can help them, they're probably gonna feel like they need to reciprocate and help me back. So whenever I can, I try to help people first.
0: Yeah, absolutely love that. I mean, value-led, value-led everything that you do. And that's what I do with this podcast. It's what I do with, I do webinars. Um, I do as much content production as possible. and, you know, some people say, but aren't you giving away everything for free? I'm like, well, not really, because I'm, I'm giving people information. Not everybody wants to take that information on at a particular time. You know, some people are in a fixed mindset. Some people aren't ready to listen to the information. But also, like, what what we do as coaches, mentors, is it's not just about the information and how we teach people and how we go. It's the, it's the guidance. It's the mentoring. It's working through the mindset blocks the challenges the reasons why they can't do it so you're so right value led is the way that you know every sort of sales or just purpose you know should be that you give as much value there's a really good book as well which i'm just reading which got um uh, given to me was um the go-giver if you've ever come across that
1: um
0: really right that's that's the fundamental book that i encourage everybody to read wow okay cool yeah, it's a great book. I'm sort of halfway through it at the moment, um, but yeah, it makes a makes a lot of sense of what we're talking about here, and and that is is giving that kind of value. Oh, what's interesting that that whole book, the
1: philosophy, is around helping other people. And I've interviewed Bob Berg, the author from it, and he didn't really know me from from Adam, and and I approached him a few years ago to see if he would do a video interview, and he and was just yeah, no problem, and people that have got that right kind of attitude will help when they see that there's somebody that they can help. And I th- you know, what, what a great philosophy to have help other people and in return, they'll come back and help you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Love that. Love that. Definitely. So, um, Jamie, tell me, um, you were running a social media marketing business, right? Um, and then circle networks comes along. How did, how, how did that happen? And, and, and yeah, to talk to me about that.
1: So we ended up becoming very good at creating, filming, producing video testimonials. And the, one of the reasons that I started my business and left corporate life was to spend more time at home. We got really good at creating videos and my networking got good. And the, I, I say this to people all the time, be careful what you wish for. So when I started to get good at networking, cause I worked out what it was that I wanted from it, taught people how to introduce me, helped the right people, I started getting great referrals in return, which meant that I got really busy and <laughs> and I wasn't specific enough in what I was looking for because getting very busy was going all across the country, filming people. and And I found that I would spend a lot of time driving early mornings, late nights, long drives. I'm based in Cheshire. There was one week where I was down in Brighton filming and then up in Dundee the same week. And I'd done, in, in the past, I had done an awful lot of time away from home and I didn't want to do it. So I would do it there and back in a day whenever I could. Um, and I just found that I was spending more and more time traveling and it wasn't what I wanted to do. So I wanted to work local. And, and as I discovered coaching back in t- oh, 2016, 17, 18, as I started getting into this, I found that people would come to me. So rather than me having to go all across the country, people would come to me. And then fast forward to 2020, when lockdown hit, I'd already made the decision to take my coaching online in January. I was at a conference over in Dubai and January 2020, I decided to start using Zoom to do my coaching. I was working with somebody else. They were down in um, Worcester at the time. And we just thought, right, we'll do online coaching. And so we had a two-month head start on everybody else because it wasn't until March that COVID. That was BC, right, before COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so we were totally cool with, with Zoom calls and coaching and how we worked. So I felt like we had a bit of a head start so that what happened with COVID and lockdown, what well, everybody suddenly got comfortable with our method of delivery. So they might not like it, but everybody started using Zoom because they were didn't have a choice. So So that... That accelerated everything for me. The video work stopped overnight because of lockdown, which gave me the great opportunity. It was forced upon me to stop the the video production and move into coaching and networking. So circumstances just sped everything up for me, as it did for a lot of people,
0: I think. Yeah yeah it definitely did it a lot of people had the opportunity i think covid obviously was very difficult for some people but a lot of people it did a lot of good um you know made those difficult decisions people suddenly found that you know you you created this life that where you are it's the opposite of what you wanted and then covid came along and put you back in that situation where you're back at home um and and having to find you know other ways of 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 you know creating income and and doing also you know giving you the space to to do what you love so so lockdown comes along um at this point you're still not doing a networking group is that right no so, so lockdown started I was a part
1: of BNI at the time and I did four months of, of online networking and I just and I didn't get a single referral in. didn't get a f- single referral in that point and Dawn that I was working with at the time um she said to me in July I remember it was on a Wednesday afternoon in middle of July and she went do you know what I don't think b i is working for me I don't think I need it anymore and i said i don't think you do and she, her answer was what do you mean you do and i don't and i went i don't think i need it either actually i'm not getting anything from it and i went the next morning it was a thursday morning and i'd i had to step in and run the meeting and i had a great meeting we had a lot of fun and then one of the things that i teach people about is is it working for you why are you in that networking organisation and I was in it for business and I hadn't had any business for four months. So I had tried, I was the top visitor inviter. I'd been top of the charts for, um, passing referrals and business passed, but wasn't getting anything in return because people weren't doing the activity. They took the excuse of lockdown and that we can't do anything. So I, I resigned and I had 11 months membership left and I thought I'm not going to do this for the next 11 months to not get anything back. Fast forward a month, a friend of mine, Greg, um, said to me, why don't you start up your own thing a bit like you used to do? And I thought I'd run my own in-person networking event where we used to invite people along, put them on a... So the format was identical pretty much apart from it was in real life. Put them on a table, there'd be four people on a table. They'd get 15, 16 minutes. Everybody would get their opportunity to speak. We'd make them stand up, move around the room, sit down with different people and then repeat that thing again. And it's so much easier online because we just, at the push of a button, you can put people into breakout rooms now. And so it was born. Thanks thanks to Greg giving me the nudge. He, his words to me were, you start that up and I'll join. Two and a half years later, he still hasn't joined. But we've got an, <laughs> or, no, an organisation now that, that runs across the country from Southampton up to the north of Aberdeen. We've got 14 groups. We've got another one that's due to launch in the next few weeks. Um, and it's growing and what's interesting is a lot of the people that come along don't really want to do online networking but then they find that actually this is quite good fun and we've got a nice mix of people and it works for them and it's really convenient it saves them a lot of time you know a bit like us doing this today all we had to do was sit down at our laptops and, and jump on the call and I've I've been to, like Thursday, I've got to go to an event down in Leamington Spa, which is great. It's a two-hour drive each way. So that's two hours. Now, I'll listen to some stuff in the car on the way down, but that's four hours worth of time that could be billable client time. So so for me, I just find that when people come along and experience it, we let them have a, a, a free trial of it. Come along, try it for two weeks, see what you think. Come to as many events as you like. If you want to keep coming back, you'll ask us about membership. And that's how we work.
0: Yeah. yeah, love that. So, what's what is the it's the difference? It's you. You have lots of breakout rooms. It, how how does the structure of your your events work?
1: So we we have different times a day. Um, we don't do any early morning breakfast stuff anymore. Well, in our in our groups, so they're either ten o'clock till eleven thirty, one till two thirty, or five till six thirty p.m. They're all online, um, and it doesn't matter which group you go to because they're all virtual. And we have a short welcome from the person hosting. Then we put people into breakout rooms, and we do three breakout sessions at each event. They're 16 minutes each, and in each one, everybody gets four minutes each. And then two members do a short presentation. They do a seven-minute presentation and try and share some of their expertise, knowledge, experience that's valuable to people. People enjoy it. They end up most, if they're the right kind of people, they leave feeling better than they did when they arrived because they've had some great conversations with people They've identified who they want to have one to ones with after the event and then they go off and carry on with the rest of the day and their week. Um, it flies by. So it's and if you can because it's interactive and people get to chat and ask questions, the majority of the event is unmuted. Um it goes back really quickly. Compare that to a networking event where and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, so this is just what makes us different, but a networking event, you know, the last B&I event I went to I was on mute for 89 minutes apart from my 60 seconds where I got to speak and nobody can ask me any questions so there was no relationship building no rapport building so I think this is our little niche I encourage people to be in multiple networks though so I think that's what sets us apart if you want to build your business you've got to do you've got to do more than one thing you need to meet new people. You need to meet people to, ref- you know, if you and I were in, in circle networks, I need to go somewhere else to meet people, to introduce them to you. So we actively encourage people to be, or attend multiple networking events in order to build their network. Um, but it's, it's a fun event that's interactive and, And it flies by. I think that's what makes us a little bit different.
0: Definitely, and I I love the fact that you've taken that, um, like morning time, um, and gone. Well, I don't want to do mornings because I want my family. So I'm not going to create a networking group that's going to do mornings. Because you know I'm the same now. I got invited to one the other day, and I ended up sort of saying yes, and then looking at it, and it was seven in the morning. I had to get up at. I mean, I get up at six anyway, but I had to get up, go out. And my time in the morning is with my kids. That's what I live my life for is my, my, you know, kids come first in the morning. We do everything, school, you know, get them ready for school, school run, you know, that time is, and then after that, if I don't get home till late, You know, if I don't see them for us a day, I've done the first three hours of the day and I've managed to spend some time with my kids before they go off to school. Um, So I cancelled. I went, no, I'm not going to do, you know, it's non-negotiable. I don't do mornings. It's just not. So I love the fact that you've used that and not gone, oh, well, the other other ones do it. So, you know, I'm starting my networking group. You've stayed true to your values and said, no, we're not going to do mornings anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, my kids are a bit, they're a bit more grown up now than
1: when I first started my business. Yeah, I've got one off at uni, the other ones at college, we're just doing the learning to drive thing at the moment, which is, it was dead easy with my son. My daughter's not quite taken to it as easy as my son did, but she's getting there. So yeah, so we're doing that. So I don't necessarily have the school run as such in the morning, but still, I've got my morning routine that works for me.
0: Which is very important. Your morning routine, I think, is, is one of the most important things. It's it's whether you're 5am club, 6am club, 7am club, 8am club, your morning routine and how you set yourself up for the rest of the day is so important. And sitting on Zoom for two hours isn't necessarily the best way to for your morning routine, right? <laughs>
1: no. So, so my friend Greg that, that encouraged me to start Circle Networks, he, he's a financial advisor. And he used to quite enjoy the in-person stuff, but he'd have to get up at half five to leave at quarter six to get there for half six to then do the event finish he, he'd go home for a sleep in the afternoon because he was worn out i bet <laughs> so everybody has got this thing that well breakfast networking is great because it doesn't impact the rest of my day it has a massive impact on the rest of the day because you're running because you're exhausted because you've disrupted your sleep done stuff that you don't normally do eating a full english breakfast oh my god the the number of breakfasts that I used to eat when I did a lot of networking like that. No, I don't have any of that. You have a much healthier balance um, in terms of sleep and and doing what I enjoy. One of the other things that sets us apart a little bit as well is if, if one of our members can't make it to an event, there's no consequence for that because my view is your family comes first. So that should be your priority. If you can't make a networking event, I don't want to put any more stress on you because one of your kids is ill. So if you can't come, just send your apologies. I don't expect you to, to force, coerce somebody, trick them to come to an early morning networking event because you can't make it because one of your kids are ill or you're on holiday. Put your business first. Um, so Family first, business first. If a client needs to see you and they can't shift it, deal with them. Come to one of our events on another day. Uh, and we've made it really flexible like that because I think the world has changed over the last few years.
0: Yeah, it definitely has, and you're right because I I was part of BNI, and I I I must admit BNI for it, it did it did wonders for my life. It helped rebuild myself. I've won a client in that from that that's been worth well after this winter, it's going to be worth nearly a million pounds to the company in revenue. Um, the people I met from BNI was great. But it, you know, it's that they, you know, it works. What they do is it works. But for me, it was it was like you say, I think times have changed slightly because it was a morning breakfast. And then suddenly I was visitor host and then I was doing something else and I was doing something else. Then we had to have a a committee meeting and some Wednesdays I wasn't finishing to 11. And I was like, this is like this is taking up a lot of my time and people wanting 10 one to ones a week. And, you know, I was one of the highest performing people in my group. And the minute I suddenly started not, been able to visit I remember getting talked to like I was a school child um, um, from someone a lovely lovely lady who was fantastic who I still get on with today but it kind of I think the culture in that organisation drives you to be a certain a certain way and you know I've I I, as I say this is it's definitely not a a a negative you know binge at at BNI in any way because what they do is great and I think as you say being part of multiple network works and networking works but I think I was the same as you I was I was a part of BNI when we went into um, went into lockdown um, and it soon it was very different diff, I don't think that model works their model doesn't work it might work in a live meeting room but it did, doesn't work online and I'm part of another network called um, Only Networking, James and Kelly, which um, I'd love to connect you with one day, Jamie, because they run a very similar networking to you. And it's it's less of the, you know, you, if you don't turn up, it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter so much. And, you know, there's a slightly different culture around it. And I think that there's where... Again, the great thing about all businesses and networks is is people experience different parts and they take out the bits they like and they mold it into their own into their own creation. So I actually love the fact that you've taken your own, you know, what your experience of networking's been and then now you've created your your own own group. So so yeah, amazing. So what's next for Circle Networks? So we're whilst we started as online networking
1: events, soon came to realise that what makes us slightly different, and you run a mastermind, I run a mastermind group, our breakout rooms are almost like mini mastermind events with four people in. So you, can, you don't have to come to our networking events solely to ask for referrals. So we are not just about referrals. Don't get me wrong, some people come and they ask for introductions, they explain what they're doing. Some people come along and go, do you know what, I'm just not feeling it today, I've got this problem. And then the other three people go yeah well what about this and have you tried that and you could try this and then they go away with some ideas and apply that in their business and they might get an introduction to someone as a VA they might be feeling overwhelmed with all the, the admin that they've got in their business and someone introduces them to a virtual assistant who takes that problem off their shoulders um, we've got people that have but I've got one guy at the moment who's a photographer somebody gave him an idea and he's taken that and ran with it and he's building something very exciting and it's going to transform his business and his income massively. So there's all sorts of different things. So we're going to, we are, we're already doing it, but I'm structuring how do we support people in scaling? I think is the next thing. So rather than it just be come networking and get some introductions. Uh, And there's a, the behind the scenes membership area is going to start to develop now. So I've done a lot of training and coaching with people we're gonna take some of that content and put that into into the membership as well to offer even more value for people. Because I don't know about you, Henry, did
0: Did you know anything about networking before you went networking? Nothing at all. I just, as you say, it was just a, I'll go there. I was re-bu- rebuilding my business and and I wanted to try, cause we were, we would lost everything and we'd lost a major client. And it was like, right, go networking. Cause that's where you can find some clients. That's all I knew, <laughs> that is it. Somebody recommends it to us, now it's the same, and you go along and you
1: go, actually, it's not bad, this, I'll join. But there's a lot more to networking, so I want to help people um, get more from their network. Whether they go to a structured networking event or not, we all have networks. So we've got our social network that we're connected to. How many of us just add LinkedIn connections... And don't really get to know those people or Facebook or Instagram, whatever it might be. It's a social network. And I think people have forgotten that it's about networking. Then there's all the people that we know, you know, how many people do we have in our phone books that we perhaps have worked with in the past, former clients, people that we've met through networking events. We all have these bigger networks than we actually think. And and I want to help people leverage them. There's, there's something that I'm working on at the moment as, as I think that we're moving into the connection economy and it's not, it's not just about what you do. It's about who you know, who you help and who's in your network that understands what you do. There's people that, that probably know us because we're connected to them, but they don't really know what we do. So if we can, if we can help people teach them, learn from them about what they're doing, learn how to help them because for example um if if someone just meets meets you do they really know how to introduce you to somebody to find out more about your tree surgeon mastermind group i think you did a post you did a post recently mastermind yeah i've seen that on tv um they don't really they if you've never looked into a mastermind group you've no idea what it is and and i and i think a great question for people is when they kind of Oh, I think you can see it. I think I know what that is. You ask them, how much do you really know about that? And then people go, well, actually, I don't really think I know too much about it at all. What, what else is there to know? And then, so I think if we could all learn how to teach other people to bring us up in conversation, life would be so much easier.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely, especially with trying to you know when when someone's sat there going oh this is all for, this is all caving in instantly right i know a guy you know i know a guy you know for example in my my instance someone's having a real tough time with their tree surgery business or their or even not tough time they're wanting to scale up you know they're wanting to move on they're wanting to go to the next level they're wanting to have more time you know that they can just go yeah henry's the guy he's a mastermind he helps tree surgeons make more time and, and profit and who doesn't want that
1: yeah, yeah. Who yeah. doesn't want to earn more money and have more free time to enjoy it?
0: I was just going to say, often they don't, they they don't know what I do. So you know, okay, well, how does he do that? And then it's like uh a mastermind thing. And as you say, isn't that that thing from TV? <laughs> you know, um so you're right. It's that next level of of getting that information across to somebody to so say they go, oh yeah, this is this is what they, this is how it's how, this is the how. You know. So if if you're listening to this, what if you could have a handful
1: of people that really got you in your business. So that when they, so in an ideal world, so if it was, if it was me saying this to you, Henry, so in an ideal world, you know, some people that come into contact with your ideal client on a regular basis. And when they do, they know how to bring you up in conversation, explain how you could help them. So they probably ask them about some of the challenges that they've got. So if you're a, so anybody listening to this, if you're a tree surgeon, what kind of, challenges are you facing, Um, whether it's looking after your team, winning more clients, getting paid on time, scaling your business, working less, transitioning from doing, so working in the business to working on the business, joining Henry and his group of people will really help you move forward. Now, I'm imagining, Henry, that you probably offer people some kind of discovery call to find out a bit more about how your mastermind group works before somebody commits to it. So if I had a booking link, if I had a booking link, for that, if I had some of your information perhaps and knew when your next event was, I could say to them, well, do you know what? He makes it really easy. So there's, he's got a webinar on, on Wednesday night, next week at seven o'clock. Why don't I book you on it now? So that you, we teach people how to get people in front of us rather than if I got, I'll email you a link. People don't really act on, I'll email you a link. And they go, oh, what was that thing? And I'm busy and the email arrives at the wrong time. But if, I, if I'm if i committed to helping you, Henry, and I'm part of your team because you do the same for me and I've, I've, you've equipped me with all the right stuff, that when I bump into an ideal client for you, I know how to bring you up in conversation, how to get the other person interested. So I'll bet you're really struggling with this and this and this. And they go, oh my God, yeah, this person knows all about me. Oh, I used to be like that. You need to speak to Henry. And he's got a free event on, let me book you on it. And then I tell you about it and I say, Henry, I've got this person. You'll assume that they have just booked. Here's a bit of background information and what I've told them. And then when they turn up and you go, Oh, right. So Jamie introduced you. He was telling me all about you. That makes the other person feel really good because you already know who I am because we've had that conversation. Um, they already know what you do, what you charge, how it works. Cause I've explained that to them. They're almost ready to buy. They just need to meet you to convert. That's that's what I help people to do. And I see people go through phases. They work closely with me. So years ago, I just used to coach people on this stuff. And I realised that some people would do it for a while and then it would wear off. They'd get busy and they'd stop doing it. And this applies to all things, doesn't it? Gym membership's a perfect one. I need to get fit. I'm going to go to the gym. Then I'll miss one session. Then I'll go out on a night out. Before you know it, a month's gone by and I've stopped doing it. And then, yeah, I used to be in the gym. I'm not anymore um and and i went (laughs) but it's true isn't it um and then i went and got my nlp qualifications to help people sort out the stuff up in their head that was holding them back in some way and and adding that into my mix with people has been transformational um people doubling and tripling their results as a result of it and not just that they're they're feeling happier They've got better relationships with their families and their partners. Um, they're in love with themselves and they end up transforming their health as well as their business. Um, and that that was like the missing ingredient for me. And I'm imagining that's exactly what you offer people in the mastermind group. Being in a group of people who get you what you do, go through similar challenges and you're in it as part of a team. And it's not like on social media where we've got to present the best you know, I'm living my best life. Everything's great, but behind the scenes, <laughs> struggling with stuff. And and that's the bit that I love about masterminds is that people can be open, honest, and transparent. And that's the biggest, they can just be themselves and they, they take off that mask that they have for public and share some of the challenges. And then someone will go, yeah, I've been there. And do you know what I found? I tried this and this worked and it might work for you. And then somebody else chips in. Yep, and, and I also did this bit. So when you when you can be around the right kind of people and be yourself and be open and make yourself a little bit vulnerable, um, which doesn't come naturally to most business owners, then the you really get the benefit of being in a mastermind group. And then then everybody benefits because you come in and you share your wins, which makes other people feel good because they helped you last month when they were there. And then you want to reciprocate. And yeah, I love
0: I, I just love helping people to to do well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. I mean, you're right, because, you know, business is tough. It can be tough. Um, and you know also very lonely when you're at the top and you're right like you know you're so bang on with the with the social media everyone lives their best lives I don't rarely post anything negative on social media you know Instagram you know people It's in the tree surgery world everyone's posting all this amazing big kit that you know you, everyone goes oh wow they must be doing amazing but they don't see the balance sheet or you know the cash flow or the you know that all the stress that comes with everything they just see all oh the- now someone hasn't
1: paid me today and the direct debit's going out today as well yeah
0: yeah, yeah, and, and it's and it's can be really lonely. And one thing I've noticed with the tree surgery mastermind, everyone said, "Oh, it feels so nice not to feel alone anymore." And you're right with this, the the the, the age of connectivity now, and and connecting and being part of communities, and how, you know, having the right information because there's so much shit information out there. There's so much information out there. You know, you can Google anything you want and find out an answer whether that answers any good or not or going to be the right answer or it's leading you to sup to buy something else or buy a, a product that might not necessarily serve you it's an absolute minefield and a bit of a head fuck really because you know you want to you want to learn this stuff and you know, having a place that you can be part of a networking group, a mastermind, that you can come and get the right information. Like, you know, you can get a lot of free information out there or free advice from people, but free 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 information or free advice is worth every penny uh, because quite often you're not going to get somebody giving you actual solid advice that gives a, gives a shit about you and your business. And that's where creating these, you know, mastermind networking groups were uh, massively helps people. Well, you know, I certainly know the networking and masterminds I've been part of is the reason why I've you know managed to create success in my last couple of years. So, you know, I absolutely love what you're saying, Jamie. So, um, as part of your 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 circle networks, is that going to be the next stage? Is is you know, I know you mentioned their mini masterminds, but having more of a mastermind feel and a more of a you know with the training training portal.
1: Yeah. So we have a mastermind. Myself and the guy uh, Jay Allen launched Mastermind earlier this year that is just going from strength to strength and he's been running masterminds 10 years i've been probably doing it for three or four years and the two of us running it together is quite interesting because we've got similar but varied backgrounds and we're already starting to see so it's the next step up for a lot of people in circle networks that they come along to find out about networking and as they start to get to know me and jay they can see the benefits of being in a mastermind group and that's just going to go from strength to strength this
0: year, I think. Oh, I love that. I
1: don't think. I know. I know no, it will. You know,
0: it's happening. It's happening. It's definitely. And you're doing it by, by value led. And it's like what we talked about earlier. Like if you lead with value, if you're, you, you know, you you are paid in in proportion to the the amount of value you give to the world and give to people. And if you're creating that value, then I, I you know, for me, there's nothing better feeling than helping people. Um, you know, it's it's the thing that you know makes you sleep at night. You know, it's the thing that makes you sleep well at night. It's the thing that gives you a bit of a spring in your step when you know, you know, when I get, I had a guy from my mastermind phone me up the other day almost in tears because of what we'd done with the, some of the advice I'd given him the previous week. He was having a really tough time. He'd, he had, didn't have any work and he phoned me on a Sunday evening. I told him everything he had to do that week. He went out and did it literally word for word point to point of what I told him to do on the Friday he phoned me up he'd gained new clients he'd had great conversations with people and to me I was like driving along like 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 just like just going like loving it driving up to Birmingham I think I was doing a Peterborough somewhere and I was just absolutely buzzing and I think there's something massive that can be that that you know that's going on right now, and that is the support networks of communities and masterminds that is creating this this support for people. Because not only do you get paid for it, not only do you create value, and it it makes it's what's right. It's the morally sound thing to do in business, right? Definitely, I think. So, if I could just share a tip with people, you know, as we're recording this, it's
1: Monday morning. Um, I come across a lot of people that. I will have calls with, one to ones with, network with, and I'll ask them, what can I do to help you this week? And they're not prepared for it. They're not, they've, they're, and I'm not saying this is everybody, but a lot of people think that networking is booking on for an event and turning up. What if you spent a little bit of time at the start of the week thinking about what you want this week? What would make the difference to you? Now, it might be new clients, but it might be that you've got a problem that you need some help with. It might be that you just need to put something in place to get paid on time, whatever it might be. What's going to make the biggest difference to you this week? And have that top of mind. Be able to explain what you do, but say the challenge that I've got that I need some help with is this. And when you go networking, what if, well, if you were looking for business, what if your social media backed up what you were talking about at a networking event the number of times that i'll meet somebody and they'll say i do this 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 and this and then i look at the social media and it talks about something completely different so what if at the start of the week you aligned your social media with what you're going to talk about at networking events what a difference that would make how many times do we need to hear things before it sinks in and yet we go networking and expect to do 60 seconds or four minutes and someone to go away and be our best salesperson we we need multiple touch points. And then from the people that you meet, I I always joke at our networking events. We, I think because, because you get to know people at our events, it helps you decide if you don't need a one-to-one with them. So you might come along and meet me and go, that Jamie Stewart block, he's not for me. At least I have saved an hour of my time by not having a one-to-one with him because I I'd, I'd made that decision when I was at that networking event. But the people that you do meet, that you think you can help or they can help you, Don't just have one, one one-to-one with them. Think of it that I'm going to train this person. So if I meet you, Henry, and I think that you could introduce me. If I was to employ you as a salesperson, I'd probably give you a week, two weeks, or three weeks worth of training to go off and be my best salesperson. I wouldn't just do a 60 second pitch and expect you to go away and come back with some amazing introductions for me. So treat your one-to-ones as training opportunities where you learn about the other person as well. Cause it's not just about us, but schedule your next one before you finish the one that you're in. And I, I've come across so many people that just have one-off one-to-ones and then wonder why they're not getting any business. So, so be strategic with your networking, know what you want from it before you go line up your social media. And then the people that you are having one-to-ones with think of it, right? Do I like this person enough that I want to meet with them four or five times? And not necessarily every week, but it might be fortnightly or once a month so that we can teach each other what we need to know in order to help yeah
0: 100% and and you're so right because not everyone like you know you say about whether you want to be one to go for a one-to-one with them or not you know some people won't resonate with some other people or won't you know necessarily get on and I think that's okay and I think we're in a world where you feel like you have to ha- have a chat with everybody or you know get on with people and I think one of the most profound things I've had this year is that I'm accepting that not everybody's going to like me or or maybe um, you know understand what I'm about and even to the point that um, you know, someone said to me, oh Henry, there's no other tree surgery masterminds. What are you going to do if another one comes along because you're the only one that does it? I said, well, that'd be great because if another tree surgery mastermind comes on, my main mission is to help tree surgeons make more more time and more profit. And if someone else comes along and creates a mastermind, then that means they're going to serve the rest of the industry as well. So how will we get there and improve the tree surgery industry? There is going to be need to be more people doing what I'm doing. And some people will look at me and go, yeah, I don't really like that guy, but they might like the other guy that does a, a some sort of tree surgery mastermind. And you're so right. That connection is it's so important to be understanding that, that it's OK to go, OK, well, I like him, but, you know, maybe that I don't quite connect with him. Um, and, and the other thing is, I just wanted to tell a story because I think it's very poignant um, for this conversation and for networking and how important networking is when you're talking about building relationships. So I I was going networking. Um, I went to I got asked to come and be a visitor at a group um, and a lady there um, called Liz, who is my, now my marketing. Um, she does a lot, all my marketing. She does a lot of marketing for me. Um, I'd met her, I'd met Liz about four or five times before that. So the relationship is building. And and this is why it's going on from what you're saying is that you don't just meet someone the first time and instantly they go, oh yeah, I'm going to help you out. You know, people buy from people, people buy from people they know, like, and trust. And that is also people refer people to people they know, like, and trust. And um, I sat down with Liz and she said, how's it going, Henry? I said, Oh, it's really good, but, and I don't know why I particularly picked this client, but I said, yeah. She said, how's, how's the rebuilding the business going? I said, yeah, I'm just trying to get a hold of this client. And she said, well, what's the client? And I said, name the client. And she said, oh, um, my brother-in-law works for them. He's the art manager. I mean, we've been targeting this client for about four or five years. She said, do you want his personal no- mobile number? I went, yeah. Phoned in the next day. We have now got over a million pounds worth of work from this from this business. This guy as well, Gary, is now my art manager. I headhunted him, so he's now works for me, and, and Liz does you know a good a chunk of my, um, my monthly money on marketing. So there's this whole link that's happened, and that happened from networking. You know, that client, the guy working for me, the marketing, you know she's won tenders for us now, and that happened from building relationships. So it just shows that you know building relationships, not just turning up once and be, going to networking, definitely works without a doubt and I would imagine that over the years you've you've helped a lot of people
1: as well because the more people that we help the more people want to come back and help us and and it's that the book that you're reading The Go-Giver I think is if you if you want to learn about networking and what it can do for you then The Go-Giver is a great book to read for that
0: yeah definitely. And, and you're right, because it's also you, you help other people, and I help people. I get people messaging me all the time now who hey, listen to this podcast or or um, you know, seen some of my posts and they want help. And I always go into it with helping people, but not not asking for anything back but what happens is is you you do receive back because whether you believe in karma and all those kind of things in the world you know it, it it you give you give and you you selflessly give and then you 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 receive as well and it's you're opening the door for that you know um so you're so right definitely um
1: if it's all right i'd like to say if anyone's interested in come along and try and trying our circle networks events just go to our website circlenetworks.co.uk. There's a Click to book. It's free. There's You only need to put your name and your email address in. There's no money. Um, and there's no sales pitch. We just want people to come along and try it and see if they like it. And you can come for two weeks. Um, you might come for two weeks, get an introduction, find a supplier, find someone that you like, and never come back. And that's great. Because if we've made a difference and helped somebody in some way, then then we've served our purpose.
0: Love it, absolutely love your attitude. What we'll do is we will put the links as well into the the show bio. Um, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening to on podcast, we'll put that in there so people can connect with you, Jamie. So we are sort of coming to the end, but I wanted to ask you one question before we end, um, and it's basically I listened recently to Stephen Bartlett, and Stephen Bartlett's very anti networking. So my question is: Is someone who's worth three hundred million, like Stephen Bartlett, who's done very, very well? He's got a very successful podcast. He gives a lot of value, and he's very anti-networking. What would you What would you say to someone like Stephen Bartlett if you met him about you know your views on marketing? How would you tackle someone saying, "Well, I don't, you know, I don't do networking. It's not work for me, or, or it doesn't. It doesn't work, or it's too much time." I would imagine he, I would imagine he comes across
1: people who hate social media. During his career, he must have come across particularly a lot of chief execs and senior directors in businesses that have never got to learn social media. And I would just ask him, how much do you actually know about it? And then let him explain to me what his bad experience probably has been and then say, so let's just flip that. Are there people that have had bad experiences on social media? Without a doubt they are, but they still persist with it and try it yeah. until they find the right platform for them or the right method. So it might just be that he's not from the right fit. Yeah. Um, but I would imagine he has a network. So he might not go to networking events, but he will have a network that he will leverage. And I'm imagining in order to get some of the guests on his podcast, he's picking up the phone and ringing some people and asking for an introduction. And he will, without a doubt, be networking. He might not go networking, but he will definitely be networking. We all do.
0: Um, absolutely love that answer and and you are a connector and facilitator of networking which you know i completely you know think is fantastic jamie so you know i i wish you all the best and i will be joining that two-week trial very soon um for the circle network so i look forward to seeing you seeing you soon so yeah thank you so much for being part of this w- wonderful episode today jamie if anyone wants to get contact jamie we will put the link um in the bio um but i do uh, you know implore you to go along and try it out for a couple of weeks I'm sure you're absolutely going to love it as I'm sure I will as well thanks for being on Jamie and good to see you thank you